0: Is this the one and only Ryan Braun calling into the Joe and Ebo show? Ryan, is that you? Hey, morning, fellas. Ryan Braun here. What's up, fellas? Brawny, huge double for you yesterday afternoon as, as you hit the double. Mike has scored from first to start things going for the Milwaukee Brewers. How did it feel to get up there? You even had a little bat throw into the airplane going to first. How did it feel?
1: Oh, it feels great. It feels more like Braun timber, if you know what I mean, Ebo. We are unstoppable yeah. with Ryan Brown in the month of September.
0: So, Brownie, take us through this month of September. I mean, your back's against the wall. You're, what, five games behind the Cubs for the second wild-card spot. All of a sudden, the Cubs now are looking, at, are looking up at the Brewers, who are sitting second in that wild-card spot, the second NL wild-card spot. The Cubs are one game behind. Take us through this month as you guys track down the Cubs.
1: Well, that's what we do. I mean, we, we we did it last year. We took them sorry-ass Cubs down to win the division. This year, it looks like it's going to be the wild card, but they only ask a chip in a chair. Just get me into the playoffs, baby, and I'll be just fine. Ryan Braun, we're going to be in the playoffs. September Braun Magic. Woo! Yeah,
0: Ryan Braun joining us right now on the Joe and Evo show. Braun, my one regret when you call in is you always seem to miss Joe, so I apologize for that. Joe had to step out. He had to take a conference call for his other job. That's why he's not here. But he told me if you did call in to, you know, give you his best, do you have anything you want to say to Joe?
1: Oh, you know, Joe, great friend. Uh, you know, I appreciate his support. Uh, I understand from Joe, the bet's looking real bad for Nelson. I hope them chubby little love handles are in order. Cause it sounds like Nelson's going to be wearing that singlet soon because I knew the day they traded Domingo Santana, that old brawny had to step up his game This season, Evo, and that's what me, Ryan Braun, has done. Putting down the stack.
2: Braun got a question for you here.
1: Who's this, Nelson?
2: Yes. Yeah, what's up, buddy? So uh, two nights ago, Wednesday night, uh, 2-1 loss. You came up to bat, bottom of the ninth. Guys on, looking for the game winner. Did you not have the magic because were you not wearing Christian Yelich's jersey underneath yours Wednesday night?
1: I mean, I've been wearing it every night, Nelson. I'm I'm trying to support our fallen teammate. Yeah. So, what happened when when Yelich
0: and his kneecap exploded? What happened when the clubhouse there? Is that a huge rallying point for you guys?
1: Oh, absolutely. We're talking about. I mean, how many teams? Evo have two MVPs on their roster with me, Ryan Braun, and Yelich. But you know, obviously, if I went down, the season's over. Not quite the same with Yelly, but pretty close. But, uh, you know, it's an MVP, so we rally around our guy.
0: Uh, Brawny, I love the quote you had about, what was that, four or five days ago. I'm definitely not as good as I once was, but I still want to be the man. I still like these opportunities. Do you still feel like you are the man when it comes to those big moments despite striking out, what was that, two games ago in the bottom of the ninth?
1: I mean, have you guys seen my production? Another double yesterday. We're having a renaissance season. Uh, you just wait. You know they call Reggie Jackson Mr. October. Braun's gonna be the king of October.
0: Ooh, I like that, Brawny. Ryan Braun joining us right now on the Joe and Evo. So, so Braun, as you close out the season, the Pirates coming to Miller Park tonight, the final home series uh, for the Brewers in, in the regular season. That is any uh, any last words as you send off you know this you know these final games for the fans in Milwaukee.
1: Well, like I said, you know, I feel like we're going to track down the Cubs. Well, we already have tracked down the Cubs. I think we're going to hold them off. I think the Nationals are going to be in some trouble. So get your tickets now, Evo. There's going to be a wild card game with me and Ryan Braun coming up at Miller Park. And even if little Nelson tries to throw back my ball, it won't matter because the Braun Army is going to be out. All right, Ryan Braun out. See if. Hey.
2: See you, Bronny. You got off the line a little too quick. I was gonna ask how much that uh, celebrity softball game ended up uh, <sighs> grossing for that fundraiser.
0: Man, I just—it's—we're it's, so blessed on the show to have Ryan Braun able to call in. I just wish Joe—it's just bad timing on Miller, man. Conference call. Oh, you out of your conference call finally, dude? You missed it. It was Brownie. Here, I'll switch you. I'll switch it. you. Want, you want to sit here? Yeah, Braun called in. It was absolutely no magical. Way. Yeah, Bronny called in.
3: And, Nelson, uh, is that true?
2: Unfortunately, yeah. What do you mean, it.
4: unfortunately?
2: How is that a bad deal? What happened? Tell, Catch me up. Catch me outside. What happened? I, again, sounded like he was from down south.
0: Oh, well, yeah. He played uh, in the minors there for We've, a couple Al games. Nelson, he,
4: he played at the U. He's, he played a season of AAA in the south. We've covered this. Why do we got to keep going over this?
2: He called me fat again. <laughs> He's a fat shamer. <laughs> Well, Braun
0: fat shaming. I'll say is that, that
2: why Prince Fielder left? Is that the reason why Prince Fielder left?
4: Say it again, Nelson.
2: Ryan Braun, every time he comes on these airwaves, has called me fat. Yeah, I think fat this is the reason. Ryan Braun is the reason why Prince Fielder left Milwaukee and didn't re sign. He was fat shaming Prince. And then when he got on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Whew, not a chance he was coming back to Milwaukee with all the heckling from brawn.
4: <laughs> did we did the three of us not do the body fat test the one day because they were doing it, I forget which one of our teams. And did the results of yours say that you were technically obese?
2: I don't believe we ever got body fat tested. Oh the BMI. No,
4: I think we we look we didn't actually get the like the calipers up, but I think we we in- did we not input our like height and weight and, and all that sort of thing? I think he's May, may, All that and, nonsense? And may, maybe it, it could be uh, a motivation, Nelson. Uh, why would you look at that? I mean, a league well, okay. MVP, I think I would. You're, you're burying the league. We're talking about a league MVP I'd here. be kind of honored that Ryan Brown would fat shame me. Ex- for, that's for what I'm calling. saying. Exactly. Thank you, Ebo. So the fact
0: that Ryan Brown was able to call into the Joe and Ebo show, because I know you're good friends with him, mm-hmm. I would be honored if he fat shamed me or average body shamed me. Yeah. Right. So Braun called in. And he talked about you know kind of being the man in those opportunities, uh, you know, rebounding after that Yelich injury and responding to it. Everyone just killing it. And he kind of said uh, the double birds a big FU to the Chicago Cubs.
4: Well, that had to make you happy, as probably as of anyone I, I know, the, the biggest uh, Cub, you know. Uh, Take her on her, which you are, and I I respect the hell out of it. So, well, thank you, Ryan. Sorry I missed it. Um, Yeah.
0: Dude, you always seem to have like some conference call or something with Elite, your other business.
4: I mean, you know, wrestling season's almost here. The world championships, by the way, uh, going on right now. Shout out Jaden Cox just moments ago. Team USA made the world finals, so you know we're we're busy at work. You know, I, but I love this job just as much. So I, I you know, sometimes Evo I, I get yeah. I get greedy and try and do two jobs at once. Well, and we'll just, be here
0: to pick up the slack. You know, when you guys right, you guys out. are a great yeah.
4: man, and just unfortunately, uh, you know, I miss my guy Braun, but that's okay. Uh, all right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. So I do have to get because we had this. We had this crazy notion, right, that Fox was kicking around of doing 9 a.m. kickoffs next year, and we had a topic about, you know, would a 9 a.m. kickoff work in Madison? And I'm not talking about your or my, uh, you know, schedule evil of what would uh, be good for us because we're getting up early in the week. Anyway, What we might as well get it done with. But when you look at the options, 11, 2.30, 7.00, Do you think there'll be people tomorrow who are like, why are we down here at 9 a.m.? This should be tonight, or do you think... Well, that's what I was just going to say. Do you think the hype of the game will turn downtown Madison into a party zone, like, by 9 a.m. tomorrow? I'll be curious to see what the response is going to be. I mean, I'm not going to tell Fox how to run its it's business, obviously. But you will anyways. Let's do it. No, I'm just... They clearly... I would, you would agree that Fox isn't in the business to lose money, right? I mean, they no. they get their money by television ratings because the higher the rating is, the more money they can charge for advertising, right? Yes. So if Fox believes that 11 a.m. is the best time to put a college football game on, they're going to try and pick the best game, right? Yes. They, you know, Fox. They want to make the most money right. they can. With
0: the most eyes on the TV, right,
4: and they will pick what they think is the most compelling game. So, out of all the games they could have picked, they picked Wisconsin, Michigan. So, Fox believes the best game in America that of the rights that they own is Wisconsin, Michigan. They believe their best place to put it at is 11 a.m. My only thought would be, you know, every and maybe this is a, the times are changing. But like I said, when when I was in college here, when I grew up, I mean, be, playing at night was like the sign that it was a it was a big time game. Can this game tomorrow, if, I mean, look, we're talking about a top 10 team versus a top 14 team. We're talking about Jim Harbaugh. We're talking about a team that was picked to win the big 10. Can this game still have a big game feel at 11 a.m.? Does it need the lights? Does it need a whole day of people getting sauced up on Regent street and Monroe street to make it feel like a big time game? I
0: don't think you could have this game at like four in the morning. I think it'd still be a big time game. Like, you'd still have that feel. It's Michigan coming in. Look at the name. The name Michigan alone. Doesn't that, like, just do something for you? Doesn't it get you excited? Gets you a little titillated over it?
1: Yeah, it, it,
0: it does. So, um, I mean, there's been other big-time games that weren't at, you know, night games under the lights. Not not a ton, though. I mean, you think about then I'm surprised that's not a night game, to be honest with you, because this is, what's Michigan, 10th? 10th. So this is a huge matchup. I mean, they I,
4: played Ohio State during the day, the atmosphere but is still going to be lit. Tell me, every does it? Tell me, Ebo, that it doesn't feel like in six hundred eight, three two one, sixteen seventy Badger fans. Tell me, Ebo, that every time in Nelson, every time that Wisconsin's played Ohio State at Camp Randall, and it's been one of these epic games. Tell me, it hasn't been a night game.
0: I'm trying to think. Tell of the me last the last time night they game. beat
4: Ohio State at Camp Randall, and it wasn't under the lights. I can't ever. Th- I mean, I, I got to go back to like the the early the pre Alvarez days. I mean, every time they played a big game against Ohio State, which usually is God, the big game, they're always at night. Name me the name me the last time Wisconsin's had a a game for the ages that it wasn't under the lights at Camp Randall. Central Florida last two weeks ago. Well, that wasn't at Camp Randall. That was in uh, in South Florida. I'm saying nope. at Camp Randall. When's the last? Or, time? I'm mean, sorry, Central Michigan. When's the last time they had a monster game? at Camp Randall that wasn't under the lights?
0: I don't know. i got to think about that. But all I know is Saturday, tomorrow, 11 a.m., it will be the big game feel. Do I think it deserves to be under the lights at 7 p.m.? Hell yeah. But is that going to deter from everyone feeling hyped over how huge this game is? No. It'll be insane. It'll be crazy.
4: Well, and I – okay, on a – on a little – I mean, we're, we're still talking about tailgating and partying in Wisconsin, and I can't wait to ask him on this about the, the Packers side of things. But I, I remember when I was – I did a hit on the Bill Michaels show before the, the Viking game a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about, you know, like a noon game versus a 3 o'clock game, and like do Packer fans need more time to get oiled up? You know, that would – you know, is it is it harder to, to get – you know, because there's this whole – True knock, Packer fans are always oiled up. Right. But what's the rub on the Packers right now, right? That there's not this home field advantage that Lambeau isn't what it used to be and there's an older crowd and, you know, whether it was the fog horn or the lights going out or, you know, Aaron Rodgers asking to not do the wave that they're trying to get more excitement at Lambeau Field and the notion of, well, if you had more time to get drunk, that that would uh, take (laughs) care of it. Um, I would think the same thing applies. Now, again, I'm not saying that the student section is going to be empty tomorrow at 11, but I would think later in the day benefits that part of it. And if you think that part of it doesn't play into the narrative, then you're not spending enough time on Regent Street and Monroe Street. Well,
0: OB tweets in his hashtag or his handle. I love his handle, Fly the L. OB says, Of course, it's an 11 a.m. game because you're not all wasted yet, and you can watch every play and remember it. Don't you, wanna, don't you want to remember this game?
4: I'm surprised that if it's OB, we're talking about the tweet, wouldn't be, you can't be drunk all day if you don't start in the morning. I thought that would have been his comeback. Like, of course he I think wants. I OB's hammered right now. Like, of course Look he Look at all wants, the emojis he used. It was a wine, champagne, two beers, a pina colada, a
0: single beer, a <laughs> cocktail, sake. Sake? And then looks like water at the end. So, OB, you got to hydrate. got to hydrate, yeah.
4: Why? <laughs> you know, there used to be that uh, the karaoke kid. They used to do Still a thing. Still is, huh? Well, they had. I, I haven't been there in years, but when I went to college here, the thing was you would take a, a, a sake, you would put it on two chopsticks. Yeah, sake bomb. Yeah, and and then you would go in, and, and, and so drop and then you I, chug it. I, we have not done that yet at, at the Zone pregame match, but I, I'm all for it. I mean, my God, I did a Malort last week, so um, mm. I think anything's on the table. I'll do a Malort tomorrow. Um, but, okay, but does that go? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because. What, like, sake I, bombs? No. <laughs> Well, not sake bombs, the 11, <laughs> the partying that, to OB's point, and there's a serious part of it that, yeah, if if you get to Well, what to game was and, it? Was that
0: the Hawaii? What game was it when there was, like, three ambulances called? Remember that? There was some girl dancing on the bar, and she, like, fell, and you were chirp- chirping at her a little bit. She fell, and the ambulance had to get her. There was a person that worked here that was with you kind of, I mean, what you know, game was all, that? They all blended. Yeah, it was a night, night game, night. and it I was think the it most was Hawaii. A was it Hawaii? Years. I think it was Hawaii. That was a the most lit I had ever seen. Everyone was so lit up, they didn't know what to do with themselves. Did they really want that on their hands against Michigan? Well, I remember that Ohio State game. Was that
4: 2010? Was that one Wisconsin beat Ohio well, State? When they, yeah, when they were number one. I mean, you couldn't walk through. Forget drive down Regent Street. You couldn't even like walk.
0: There were so many disgruntled Ohio State fans that wanted to fight everyone because their team lost because they're so torqued up. That was like a dangerous scene down there. I'm glad it's at 11 a.m. Now. I think I talked myself out of 7 p.m.
4: Well, again, 6083211670. I just wonder because again, and it's not like you can't rep, you know, you know, create your own environment. But I'm just saying, name me the last time there's been a day game at Camp Randall that was like, you know, one of the the, the games of the year or the games of, you know, that it seems like every huge game in, in of recent years has been a night game. Name me the last time there's been a, and maybe this is the game tomorrow. Maybe it's going to be crazy down there all morning and they win. And we'll, we'll walk after that game saying, dude, 11 o'clock is the new night. I mean, like this was incredible. It's like the atmosphere at 10 in the morning, people were already gassed up, ready to go. I'm just saying, think of all those upset wins over Ohio state. Think of the game you just mentioned in 2010, 2010, that was a night game. Think of the overtime game two years ago where they lost in double overtime. How crazy that was when Ohio State was ranked second in the country. We nearly pulled the upset. Those were all night games. This is an 11 a.m. game tomorrow. Not to saying I don't think it could work. It's just something different. Well, we'll get... We haven't experienced it before.
0: When when RJ comes on to Tuck Wisconsin, we're gonna... RJ, if you're listening, I think you are. Nine o'clock hour, brother. we got to push you back again. Do some homework for that because RJ loves his homework.
2: Yeah. I'd be interested
4: to know what he considers or what's the last top 10 game they've played as a day game at Camp Randall. I bet you they haven't played a top 10 game in Camp Randall in 10 years. At an 11 a.m. kickoff. Name me a big 11 a.m. The 11 a.m. kickoffs are Northwestern, Western Michigan, Florida Atlantic, Rutgers. Name me the last time they played a massively important game at an 11 a.m. kickoff. Never happened. I can't. Off the top of my head, I can't even think of one. Right? That And, and that's what I'm getting at. And again, not What was that
0: Nebraska—no, that was a night game, wasn't it? Wrong.
4: I'm telling you, dude. Go back and look. Every big game at Camp Rain over the last 20 years has been a night game. I just—I'm not saying it won't work tomorrow. I just think it's—be be prepared, Badger fans, for something we're not used to. We've never played this important of a game at 11 in the morning. Not no, saying it can't work. It's just something that we haven't seen around these parts. In well, all a very I know is it's gonna time. be lit. But what we're gonna do our part, right? Hell yeah, we're dude! We're gonna get it going at the Zone Blitz pregame match. Oh <laughs> Another team that is really good is the uh, are the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, RJ. And obviously, there's a big one tomorrow. So let me ask you the first thing because we've had some debate on the time thing, and like Fox will sell this. People are saying that the Wisconsin's getting disrespected. Fox is selling this as this is their prime time. This is Fox's football night in America on, you know, NFL football. This is their Monday night football. This is their big Monday for college football. This is their game of the week, you know, on the Fox NFL Sunday, you know, 330 slot. I mean, mm-hmm. Fox, right or wrong, good or bad, they believe and you know this is their prerogative. They're in the mil- the market of making. I would hope lots of money on television advertising. <laughs> they believe that their best window for games is eleven a.m. So the, for the Badger fans that are like, this should, game should be in prime time. I get it, but also the comeback to that is. Look, this is what the this is what the networks want. They believe that putting the best games early is a good thing. You buy
3: or sell that? I'm buying it. Um, but when, when you look or at or sell <laughs> when you look at the. Big Twelve, Big Ten, and Pac-12. That's your, that's your Fox schools, um, who they who they have uh, rights with. Um, you know, you have some high quality matchups that Fox can get the rights to or have first choice of. And yeah, if eleven a.m. or the noon, big noon as they call it, um, Ooh, the which, only, which only accounts for one time zone in the United States. Um, the big noon. But, I mean, that's part of the reason the Pac-12 is considering 9 a.m. kickoff. So they can be that noon kickoff time on the East Coast. Right. So the East Coast can see the Pac-12. Well, and, and we we think,
4: you know, that prime time, because it's under the lights, it's nighttime. But I guess if you if you think about it, if there's, you know, roughly, you know, 40, 50 games tomorrow, and the majority of them are played at 11 o'clock. So, I mean, if and maybe this is what Fox is thinking. You know, the, the most eyeballs that are going to be on a TV over those early games because that's when you know that's when the games are happening so why not take the best of the games and if fox thinks that michigan wisconsin is the best game put it on 11 and in fact this isn't a diss to wisconsin or the, the big 10 it's they're they're saying we're going to showcase the best game right away
3: and that's how i feel cuz you put a top 15 matchup up against some other i mean some other non-ranked opponents versus ranked opponents non-ranked opponents in general uh, at 11 o'clock, you're not getting a lot of those games. So, yeah, I think more people will be tuned in to the Michigan-Wisconsin game than some of these other games at 11 a.m. I don't have a problem with it. Most people have a problem with it because they're not going to watch the game. They're going to go get sloppy and then... Extra sloppy. I made them extra <laughs> yeah. sloppy, yeah, RJ. they right stroll into the game and just be able <laughs> okay, to okay. say they were there. They're not there to watch the game. I'm there to watch the games. So, I'm so you get I'm sloppy okay. afterwards? It all depends. Well, we get sloppy <laughs>
4: before, during, and after, RJ.
3: You know that Ebo and Nelson
4: stayed at the red zone till 8 p.m. two no, weeks ago. No, I was
0: there till 10 p.m. I was there 10 p.m. to 10 p.m. I wasn't sloppy your though. wife
4: take you home. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Good. I was God. responsible,
0: RJ. Yeah, good but for you. I wasn't even at home over the next day. I, I was. I drank I, water. I'm so
4: proud of him. All right. Uh, We've had obviously RJ for two weeks and you've been in here Just and you know, now we're at the eve of it. So the reality of the Michigan Army game, because we were all down at that at the Red speaking of the Res, we were down there watching that game before we came on to do the pregame show. And everyone's just like, This is insane. Like, what is happening with Army? They're a twenty seven point underdog and then you know, you the transitive property, not talking about Nelson make the Olympic team in <laughs> wrestling talking about <laughs> this game. Well, Michigan almost lost to Army. Wisconsin's crushed two teams. Therefore, Wisconsin's going to crush Michigan. And, well, part of me feels that's going to be the case tomorrow. It's like, yeah, each Saturday, each situation's different. I I just, I wonder, are we putting too much stock in the Army-Michigan game when formulating our opinion of tomorrow's game?
3: Maybe a little bit because in, in Army, you have an offense a lot of people don't see. It'll be probably... The only time I think Michigan sees the triple option this okay, year. Okay, so
0: I was listening to the Wisconsin Football Roundtable last night. Bill Nagy, former Badger in mm-hmm. NFR, was talking about just that. He said it's a novelty. Michigan, like, they'll never see it again. They haven't seen it really before. But then uh, Mike Taylor was down there, former Badger, saying, well, isn't Michigan have the better recruits, the better athletes, the better players, the better system? Right. Why couldn't they stop it?
3: If If you're not disciplined enough to play assignment football, you are not stopping the triple option you have to cover your man and force a pitch or force the quarterback to keep the ball if you cover your man you slow down the triple option if you don't and you decide to go after the football you leave a guy wide open that's the i mean that's what the triple option is made for it's made for the less you know you don't want to call it less skilled but less lesser recruited players in order to make mismatches by playing their assignments on offense the players that approach
0: football differently no, they
3: don't. A no, lot I mean, of them, I'm just lot of them nice don't play the triple option <laughs> until they get to the to the academies. So um, the only team that probably sees the triple option more than once a year, um, well, RJ, are the academies and Notre Dame because they play if you're almost Michigan all three academies, you know year. exactly what
0: Army is going to do. Right, run the football. But what was Wisconsin going to do? You're run fi-
3: the football, but then they got a competent come. They run it totally different than Army does. You're still just running the ball, though. True, but it's totally different concepts. And I'm I'm sorry, but a pro-style offense running first is a little easier to stop than a triple-option offense where running's first. Because it's called the triple-option for a reason. Quarterback can keep it, quarterback can get it to a pitch man, or a quarterback can throw it.
0: Wait, it's called it because we have three options?
3: Yeah, crazy <laughs> how that works, right? <laughs> what? Unless you're going to tell me where... Ferguson's
0: Barry Alvarez's grandson. <laughs>
3: But so yeah, <laughs> if you do not play assignment so football, here. if you do not play play assignment football against that triple option, it's going to gouge you for yards. The the one thing I noticed was the opposite side of the ball. There is no way Army should have been in that game defensively. Well, oh, and that's the other. Well, thing. How many times did Shea Patterson put on the ground? Uh, tw- twice. He was three? fumbling. He had the fumbleitis. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, because
4: I think you're right, RJ. We're focusing so much on the triple option what Army did. How about the fact, and this is where I will lean to the first two games. Wisconsin is the number one ranked defense in the country. If you're Michigan and you struggle to move the ball against Army, forgetting about the triple option, I'd be terrified if I was a Michigan fan about playing this defense tomorrow. The
3: one thing I can think of is Josh Gaddis is uh, trying to show absolutely none of his playbook in order to make the offense a little bit more of a surprise. Uh, during this game. But, I mean, still watching Michigan the first two weeks, you're looking at it like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I mean, this is the first time I can probably say going into a Michigan game, I'm not worried about Michigan. It's going to be about Wisconsin limiting mistakes, and they should be able to take care of business if you limit your turnovers, limit your... You're well, it's all about the ball, just handling the ball. Right. That's it. Han- take care of take business care of the ball. when you have the ball, and Wisconsin should win this game. And usually going into a matchups against Michigan, uh, you're not thinking that. You're thinking of what do we got to do to disrupt Michigan? Here it's what do we have to do to just make sure we handle our business, take care of that football, and you're more centered on yourself than the other
0: team. I think Army showed me that Michigan is just, in reality, not as good as everyone thinks
3: that they are because of they have the name. I mean, I it's think the Middle name Ten- Michigan, Middle Tennessee, might have done that, even though it was a 21-point or a 19-point victory. Yeah, 40-21 for, for for Michigan. Uh, I mean, you're still watching that and being like, this team isn't that good.
4: Uh, visiting with our Badger Insider RJ before we get the, your game day uh, pick and talk about what's coming up tomorrow, RJ. One non-football uh, Badger news of the week: You know, Mr. Mount Notice over here and our uh, our Packer Insider, who's an Arden uh, Badger basketball fan, uh, were a bit, you know, kind of conflicted on the huge recruiting because yes, Wisconsin did nail two massive recruits. Now they have a top five recruiting class for the class mm-hmm. of 2020. Their comeback was, yeah, but did you get anyone in the state of Wisconsin? I get it, but I'm also like, so what? If you get the best players, I don't care what state they're from. You if you have a, the fourth-ranked team in the country. You got a top-five kid in the state right. of Wisconsin with um, uh, Johnny Davis. So what's what's your takeaway on the two signings and the state of Badger basketball, which the Hauser thing was a tough scene. Um, Jalen Johnson was a tough scene. I get it. I get why fans were were a little bit anxious or uneasy with the the offseason season. Obviously, you have to say Guard and company made a big statement because, yeah, losing both Hauser's, losing Jalen Johnson in the span of a couple of weeks, you know, back in, in late spring, probably hurt, stung a little bit to Badger Nation. Yeah. Did did, did Guard and company get all that back with the two big signings this week?
3: Well, the Hauser situation was more Bo Ryan's fault. So, I mean... And
4: then the comeback is if you have the Hausers, RJ, guess you don't have, these two kids from right.
3: Minnesota. Um Jalen Johnson, I'm not sure he was ever gonna come to Wisconsin. He just put the name out there to make the state happy that, hey, Wisconsin was a finalist. Yeah. And it's a totally different thing than the hero situation because he didn't commit here and then leave at zero hour. Uh he I mean, nobody's mad at him for going to Duke. Um yeah, and you bring in these no, two no, I've kids seen from, a couple
0: old dudes on Twitter mad at him.
3: Well, old dudes are weird on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they are. they are. The the people who Miller. go the people who go after recruits on Twitter, are the most insecure people I've ever met in my life. Because it's mostly projection. Because a lot of them didn't have the chance to go play college athletics and didn't really take into account. It just log off. A lot of things. Yeah, just log off.
0: There was a kid. I was at the village last night. and There was a kid with his family there cheering for the Cubs. I wanted to fight him, <laughs> the but, kid? I, but I. But yeah, the kid. But I did. But I didn't, but I didn't
3: <laughs> because I'm a bigger person. RJ. I'm
0: okay. A better but, man. So
3: going back, Wisconsin has had a good track record of taking guys out of the state of Minnesota, and they do pretty well here. I mean, it's been that way for a while now. So why, who cares? I mean, if if Wisconsin's getting good guys out of the state of Minnesota who are performing well for Wisconsin, I'll take that. Let the top talent in this state go elsewhere. Uh, and it, sorry to say, I mean, a lot of the guys, the top talent in this state, weren't going to be coming here anyway. And it's not because of the system. It's because of media attention. It's because of a big name coach. And I think if Wisconsin could even land a big name coach, probably not having those recruits come here anyway.
4: Well, and this, I don't want to open up Pandora's box because, you know, we're short in time when I get your game day pick, but I mean, it's the whole one and done mentality versus building a program. And how many time, how many titles does Duke and Kentucky have here in the last decade? I think they have two Combined, mm-hmm. um, they, they I mean, they have two Final Fours combined here in the last five years. I mean, they, they are the industry standard for one-and-dones. You had maybe the greatest one-and-done in the history of the game in Zion Williamson last year, and they can't even get out of the first weekend of the NCAA. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we talking about where, you know, Wisconsin, when it was Kaminsky, Decker, Kanin, Gosser, who stuck together for five years... They went to back-to-back Final Fours. I just, mm-hmm. I the whole concept of the one and done just it drives me
3: nuts because it never works. It, it sounds like in the next collective bargaining agreement or whatever the NBA has, that rule might be going away. Anyway, um, I hope it does because it seems, just
4: drives it just drives me crazy. Well, like
3: you just hope that this time around, kids get better. Uh, advice than some of those guys who like yeah I'm going to the NBA
4: and my life is screwed yeah. and you're 19 you have no degree and you know no prospects
3: but uh yeah, yeah I've played in the NBA I'm okay with what Wisconsin brings in and how well they do I mean if go back a few years back uh early 90s 80s 70s that if, if you'd ask people then how, hey, Wisconsin's going to make it to three Final Fours. <laughs> Good one. You're fine. Yeah, that's hilarious. We've been drinking again, and that was Wisconsin athletics minus hockey for the longest time. And you know, um, I'm. It, it sounds bad, and people can get on me for it, but I'm happy Wisconsin's relevant. Year in year out, Wisconsin yeah. is RJ, on, in people's mouths. You listen to mouths. this
4: radio show. That's my that is my mantra as a sports fan in Wisconsin. Yeah. I just all I ask for is my team be every is relevant every, every year,
3: year. Wisconsin is given a chance. There's I a agree. lot of years that that's never happened, but yet Wisconsin is in on people's tongues. Yeah, it comes out of their mouth. Hey, watch out for Wisconsin. Watch out for. So what if it doesn't happen? We're we're in the media. People know about Wisconsin now.
0: Hey, if you crack the door, you can't leave us out forever. Yeah, that's You'd true. Barging yeah. in soon. All oh, right.
3: And by the way, yeah. did my research for big home games. I didn't know if it was 11 and yes, 230 let's go back or just to, uh, 11.
0: Uh, Does 230
3: kicks count? Went all the way back to 2002. No, I'd say 11 because this is the when's the okay. last time an 11
4: a.m. kickoff was a top 10 showdown. Y- top 10? Well, um, 11. I mean, big, Michigan right. is so, Michigan's so, a, first a big game. So,
3: like, number five, Wisconsin. Versus number 19, Michigan. Does that count?
4: I mean, the name, Michigan.
3: Are you talking two years ago, Michigan? 11 a.m. kickoff I in just, 2017. They had
4: two losses. I don't know. I mean, this. these are both undefeated. I I know that's okay. what a lot of people have tweeted. That. I Do you feel like, and this is a great segue then. Well done, RJ. Do you feel like that game two years ago, I guess because it was the last hurdle to go 12-0, and 0, I just feel like tomorrow is a bigger deal than that game was two years oh, ago. Oh
3: yeah, no, it absolutely is. But I was just looking at ranked teams in a but you would agree a.m. it's kickoff.
4: very few. Most big games in Madison, both most games that involve a top ten team, They're either since Barry 2, Alvarez 2:30 got here, or the seven o'clock. It, it,
3: correct. Um, but before that, you had number eleven Iowa come in in two thousand
4: nine. So it, it Wisconsin yeah, was unranked twice in a decade.
3: Um, two thousand seven, number thirteen, Michigan came in versus an unranked Wisconsin. Uh, 2003, number 14, UW, number 13, Purdue, at 11 a.m. And then 2002, Ohio State, number four in the country. Uh, they were still riding their um uh, unbeaten streak at that point, and Wisconsin let that one slip away.
4: Uh, all right, so that sets the stage for tomorrow. Uh, Wisconsin three, three and a half. Um, you know, Michigan RJ people forget. Go back to Big Ten media days in early August. They were the overwhelming, massive favorite to run away with this conference title. You know, if they lose tomorrow, they are definitely behind the eight ball. How do you see this thing playing out?
3: You know, um, I'm not sure we're going to see as much of domination by Wisconsin. Uh, Yeah, Michigan, they've lost a few guys on the defensive side of the ball, but they're still doing okay on that side of the ball. Um, Offensively, I just don't know what to expect from them because – it's in the back of my mind they've held a lot back, and they'll be opening up the playbook this week. But still, uh, you should, even on a smaller playbook, you should be putting up a lot more points against Army and Middle Tennessee. Uh, so I, I like Wisconsin, ground game, control that clock. Um, we've limited the turnovers this year. Wisconsin 24, Michigan seven. Will you be yeah. wearing a rain suit? I don't know. Is it gonna if it rains? 60% yeah, sixty percent chance thunderstorms. Well, it's a red rain suit, and I am. I was gonna say, in a better, red you, section. You better be in the red yeah, section. Yeah, yeah, then, saying, RJ. I like It's a stripe out. Yeah, stripe out. I'm in uh-huh. a red section. So well, again,
0: I was listening to the Wisconsin Football Roundtable last night, and Zach it. I heard semester. that. And nobody, asked, like, nobody cares. Taylor, like, what do you players think about this? Oh, out? that's cool. Let's They're play. Like, <laughs> like, I could care less about it. <laughs> 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 to me,
4: it's gimmicky. They said. Yeah, I love it those is. dudes. RJ, will we be graced with your presence at at nine twenty tomorrow? be there all right you can hear rj and the zone blitz pregame right. bash you can come see him live and all of us live tomorrow we'll be at the red zone zone blitz pregame bash the uh, rj you'll like this the new all new and improved zone footballs yeah. have arrived we will be debuting i figured we, i had to save it for a big game That's we big. are debuting the brand new zone footballs tomorrow at the zone blitz Someone's pregame bash can't wait four-letter network. I'm coming for those nerds across the street.
3: It's on. Thank you, RJ. Thanks, guys. Come on!
4: Good choice. Uh, Thank you to our Badger and Senator RJ again. He'll uh, be with us tomorrow morning. I predict some kind of... uh, Record-setting uh, performance. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing tomorrow for the Zone Blitz pregame bash. Uh, I would predict, you said it earlier in the week, but we ran out of some, I wouldn't say, not top-shelf booze. That, yeah, what was that? Uh, I don't even know. It was some kind of like, uh, like butterscotch. I don't know, it was blackberry brandy. Oh, yeah,
0: blackberry brandy. And, and a lot it, of bad memories on, the, on that. Uh,
4: on, the pri- on the shot roulette wheel last week. And we ran out of that before the first hour. Actually, excuse me, the first half hour because it was 2.30 kickoff for Central Michigan. So we were on at twelve thirty. By one o'clock, the bottle was gone. I have no idea what tomorrow is going to be like. It's going to be. Oh, I know. I can tell you
0: this. It's going to be lit.
4: Well, that's Super
0: true. lit. Um, the Lady committee will be meeting outside uh, of the red zone by the giant TV. Uh,
4: yes, we will. Uh, we have Badger game day tickets. By the way, those tickets going around two fifty on the secondary market. Right now. So we have uh, tickets to give away on the Plinko board. Uh, the are you are you going to be rocking the totally sober shirt oh, again? Oh, for sure. The totally, I
0: ironed it and everything. It's I ready to I did the go. same
4: thing last night. It's on a hanger. I
0: love ironing, by the way. Same. It's
4: very very it's, calming. It's like
0: smoothing out the problems of yeah, your life.
4: I completely agree. Uh, so we'll have the, the new game day shirt, the all new and improved zone footballs making their debut, Coors Light Swag as well. So a big day tomorrow, 9 to 11 at the red zone, and then, okay, Ebo, we just heard from RJ, 11. Now, look, I don't mind I, what Fox is doing. I don't mind the 11, but... RJ read those numbers off. There's only been two times in the last decade that Wisconsin's played a top 10 opponent at 11 o'clock. And I would say no disrespect to the Michigan game two years ago or the, the Iowa game in 2009. Mm-hmm. But I don't think either one of those games have the chops to tomorrow. I, again, I don't have a problem with it. And sometimes we just, we fear what we don't understand or different. We, we don't like it because it's sure. different. We're sure. creatures of habit and people are just conditioned as fans to think, this game deserves to be at in at night, and it doesn't mean that it can't be successful. At eleven, I just this is a very unknown to have a game of this magnitude played at eleven o'clock. I just wonder what the scene's going to be like.
0: Oh, it's going to be insane! It's going to be nuts down there. You'll have some people complaining about it, but those are the I think Arj kind of hit the nail on the head. A lot of people complaining this on a night game are the people that just want to like super party.
4: You can still, but that's part of the deal. You can deal. still super party. I get that, and I'm not again as I. When you and I, this is our seventh year, by the way. Holy cow. That's yeah, crazy. When you and I first started doing this, I was in that super party camp. And as I've seen <laughs> some of the best and the worst of Oof. of mankind over what people can do over a course of the day, well, that's drinking, why our new shirt's party.
0: called Sodaly Tober. Exactly.
4: So I am more inclined to think that 11 o'clock works. But again, they made their first Rose Bowl in 1994. It's 2019. That's 25 years that this program has been pretty good pretty relevant right you oh, yeah. can like count every time in that 25 years that there's been a signature game it's been played at night well okay so F- F- Fox right
0: yep they're carrying it correct that's correct Fox wants to make the most money they possibly can by broadcasting this game correct so what did they do they said the way we can get the most eyes on this is to put it at 11 at o'clock 11 o'clock that's a sign of respect for the Wisconsin Badgers. Correct. Because, obviously, hosting Michigan, at Camp Randall, that's a sign of respect that you are now viewed as a cash cow by these networks that can make money off you. So it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. Uh, Do I want to party at night? Sure. Can I party just as fine at 11 a.m.? You're damn right.
4: uh, 608-321-1670. What is he saying now? Go ahead, Nelson.
2: No, I'm just saying, can he party as well as he could at a Night game? Eh. Nah. What do you mean? Nah. I mean, for a night game, you get to start at, like, 11.
0: Nelly, it's the anytime drink. I can get a nice... No one's going to look at me weird if I order a Bloody Mary at 8 a.m. tomorrow.
4: It's going to be beautiful. I just... I understand. It's a different animal. <laughs> It's like, it's funny, though. By the way, 608 I want to hear from you, Badger fans. Do you think this thing will become like, can, can I, and look, the Big Ten now, the, the broadcast rights of the Big Ten are now Fox. I mean, this is a, a newish thing. So this is not going anywhere, Ebo. You know, the Big Ten, you know, Fox, right or wrong, they believe the signature time slot is 11 o'clock. So if Wisconsin's going to be good this year, next year, and beyond, like we all hope, Get used to 11 o'clock kickoffs, right? The days of night games. Now, they occasionally might sprinkle 11 one. O'clock. You know, the Big Ten network might sprinkle one in, or maybe ESPN rises up and gets it. But ESPN's traditionally either the ACC or, or the SEC. So as long as Wisconsin and the Big Ten have a deal with Fox... Get used to it. I was just going to say, this is the new norm for big-time games. So we could still have night games at Madison, but my prediction is they're going to be few and far between because, again, Fox believes... The signature games should be on early. So, like, in two years when Ohio State comes here, and if this is year two of Graham Mertz and he's a superstar and Wisconsin's a top-10 team and Ohio State's a top-10 team, it's going to be at 11 o'clock. Hit the Conspiracy Theory music for me, would you? Now we have a Conspiracy Theory. Conspiracy Theory Friday.
0: The blue hairs and losers downtown that want to move (laughs) Camp Randall and also refuse to give Edgewood a stadium so that the high school kids can play will tell it's the blue hairs will tell you they hate fox and fox news and the fox network but in reality they right. love fox right. because the games are now at 11am and not 7pm They'll tell you one thing, <laughs> but secretly love it the other way. Yeah, how can Conspiracy it? Theory Friday.
4: Oh, my God, because— How Fox, about that? That's that's deep. That is— Because it's Fox, right? It is
0: Fox. Po- hey, they'll say know, they hate Fox, but what do they do? They love it. This isn't— Because it's 11 a.m. We're not making
4: political, no, it's but, but, but Evo's c- right. The same people that own the Fox News channel own Fox Sports. <laughs> and I guarantee nobody who lives on Regent <laughs> Street that's fighting the Edgewood Stadium watches Fox News. That's, that is Dude, a deep— that's a theory for they, you, bro. I guarantee. No, you know they don't want night games. Yeah. You know they don't want night games. I, they wouldn't even let Edgewood high school kids have played at night. I guarantee not one television set in the Monroe Street they neighborhood has ever turned on Fox News Channel. They love it. <laughs> Lee, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show.
1: I hope everybody on Mon- Monroe Street is on the uh, D-bag list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Lee, that's a perennial. What's up, Lee? Uh, I truly hope that a drunk fan climbs up a telephone pole, and blows out a transformer and delays this game because I have both kids that have soccer games in the morning, and I will miss two hours of the
4: game.
0: Lee, um, get a little – You got a a cell phone, obviously. You're calling on one right now. Just watch it on your phone.
1: It's not
4: the same as being down there, Lee. Yeah, but, I
0: mean, you could be a good dad and still watch the game at the same time.
1: Come on, Ebo, do me a favor. Yeah. You've got some good climbing skills. Get up
0: that
4: pole. Make it happen. <laughs> That's hilarious. Lee, I like 11 a.m. games, though. Th- thank you, Lee. Lee, I will tell you this. I was. It's Thanks, possible Lee. because, you know what, Lee? I was in Las Vegas when they drew that car into the Transformer and blew up the whole power grid in Vegas. It was like... Uh, What's his name? You know Don Cheadle when they got the uh, the pinch to take out. You know, (laughs) uh, you know it's like Basher. You know they had some guy take out all the power so that Vegas didn't have to pay up the bets on a million Badger fans, or they're ready to bankrupt the casinos. Yeah. So if they can kill the power, Lee in Vegas, I'm sure we can kill a power grid around downtown Madison for a couple hours. I like
0: I like Lee trying to get me to do it. I need to be enticed though because I like 11 a.m. games. Well, you're you gotta like bribe me with something.
4: Bloody Marys? (sighs) That could do it. Hamburgers?
0: That also could do
4: it. Yeah. Uh, 608 321 1670. This oh, is the, do you think this will work? This is going to be the new norm, I predict, for big Badger games. The days of the, the all day party are done. 11 o'clock. We got to change how we uh, approach our partying skills, Badger fans. All right, you got about 20 minutes to get your uh, vote in right here. You just made the list. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget the Joe and Ebo score predictor, the all new and improved Joe and Ebo score predictor. Again, not that we don't trust you or ourselves, but Ebo, this is a exponentially ever growing show, and you have now we have another platform in Twitch, and we have Facebook, and we have Twitter, and we have the phones. Very difficult to accurately think that we're going to get every single score recorded. So we thought we would streamline it, put it in one central location. So just go to com. Yeah. It's the same amount of time that it would have taken you to write out the exactly. tweet and sit submit on the tweet. It will I guarantee will take you that amount of time if not less to just go to mancitysportsone.com, click appreciate on the score it. predictor and make your pick and you can still win the same prize, $25 gift card to Coach's
0: Club. Yeah, I mean we got a lot of people like tweeting their scores in, which I appreciate it. I appreciate that you took the time out of your day to interact with us. Thank you so much. But go to com and put it in there. That's the way it's official. Nelly, my man over here, tallies him up on Monday. I don't it, want to go back through Twitter and yeah, look at all this. Well,
4: we're gonna miss it. I mean, we're we're good, but no one's perfect. We're gonna miss a score on so
2: Twitch put or it Twitter or on Facebook. The
0: or, website, MadCitySports.com. Plus,
2: supposedly, Twitter could suppress some of your tweets. That's that's true.
4: That's true, Nelson. Especially, uh, you know, Twitter's
2: uh, on... <laughs> Twitter tried to
0: shadow ban me one time for being too woke.
4: Oh my goodness! Uh, 608-321-1670. So again. Well, let me ask both you guys this, do you buy my new working theory that this will be this is the new norm? That you might have the token tertiary, you know, night game the, the big well, wasn't 10 now. Well, it network. always just
0: a token night game. How we get what? One?
4: Well, yeah, one. If we're lucky, is but, there even going to be a night game this year? Is
0: Ohio State I, I doubt guess, it. on the road maybe? Yeah. I doubt it though. There's
4: not I mean they haven't the only times they haven't announced the Iowa game this time that that's a chance that could be a home game. But Here's the thing, though. Yes, you're right. They only usually get one anyway, but, and here's the big but, the one home game at Camp Randall is usually the biggest game of the year, right? It's usually reserved for Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan. you tell me Kent State ain't going to be a night game? I don't think Kent State's going to be a night game. I would pick, if there's going to be one, it's going to be November 9th against Iowa, which, by the way, could be for the Big Ten West, and that could be a very big game. But here's the other thing. What if Iowa hasn't lost, because they're still undefeated, what if Iowa goes into that game 7 and 8-0? Well, let's say our only loss is to Ohio State. Well, don't you think Fox is going to come in again? <laughs> because they have the first choice. Yeah. Does, and if if the 11 o'clock games, the game slot Fox wants, isn't Wisconsin-Iowa on November 9th, if the Badgers are, say, ranked 8th and Iowa's ranked 11th, isn't that game going to be at 11 a.m. again? Joe, what did the Wu-Tang Clan say? Cash rules, everything
0: around me, cream. Get the money, dollar-dollar bill, y'all. Fox- it's a sign of respect that they want to make Wisconsin into a cash cow over it. We've arrived, folks. They're making money off of us but the, now. But We've you're arrived. just like
4: our buddy Lee who just called in. And I have the same issues, Lee. I have two daughters that swim. I have a son who plays football. I mean, thank goodness uh, this they played on Tuesday this week, so we don't have a game tomorrow. So I wouldn't have to make that t- that difficult choice, but – most Saturdays I would. I
0: would say, You're never
4: gonna be able to see your kid play, or you'd never be able to get to a pregame go like for an 11 o'clock kickoff. Say sorry, little Johnny.
0: Daddy loves you, <laughs> but he's got to go downtown. Just, I'll watch the video later. Tell just, mom to tape
4: it. Yeah, it's easy. And <laughs> wait, wait till you have little Ebo Jr. Little, little. I'm off of that bandwagon Wait, wait no. till you wait till you look up at little Macaulay Culkin, little Kevin McAllister, looking up at you, saying, "But Daddy." Don't, yeah, don't forget
0: said, daddy loves you, but said, he's got some things yeah, to do.
4: Yeah, says no parent who's never had one looking him in the eye. Um but just don't look him in the eye then. I look, I think it could work, but don't you guys agree, Nelson, Ebo? it's gonna if this is gonna be a thing, isn't it gonna be a learning curve? Isn't it gonna take some time for fans? Because Nelson, you said it earlier, right? What's the seven o'clock? We're conditioned. You start at one, you get ramped up till seven. If this is going to be the new thing, if we're going to play Ohio State and Michigan every year at eleven o'clock, Nelly, don't need to be to, ramped up at
0: seven o'clock. By the way,
4: isn't your everyone, everyone needs to be ramped up. Everybody last everybody Saturday, to. when Nelly was ramped up at
0: seven o'clock, there's some things I can't repeat over these airwaves. I had to cool, I had to cool him down. Perfect, I'm but that's in, what you want as a fan. No, you did not want to be standing there next to Nelly when he was talking about dismantling
2: people. <laughs> Speaking of dismantling people, are you seeing what you started on? Twitter? Okay, can
0: I say? I started something on Twitter and I didn't even really try to do. Oh, are we talking about the McClung thing? Seth McClung. It's pretty funny. Who has joined the Joe and Ebo show. We got to get him back on, yeah. by the way. He is hilarious. He said something along the lines of, like, you know, talking about how media folk like to talk about, what did he say? Like clubhouse leaders. He said a lot of those clubhouse leaders are dumb and they're not clubhouse leaders. So I asked him, who's the biggest turd you were ever on a team with? And he said, Aubrey Huff, who played for the Rays with them. The Rays with the them. Rays with him. So he said Aubrey Huff, and all of a sudden Aubrey Huff got a hold of this tweet. There is a gigantic <laughs> Twitter brawl going on right now. Started, it is pretty funny. Started because of me. Yeah, we got to get Seth back on next. We week do need talk it.
4: Nelson Ebo, well, you guys are buddies. I mean, we are all friends with him, but you guys seem to have the ear. Tell McClung. We I want him started.
0: On. I I stirred up a pot of something here. The bees' nest is buzzing. <laughs> that's,
4: that's pretty good. Um, How's it
0: looking right now, Nelly? What's going on? Yeah.
4: What's the latest? <laughs> is, are they Are they
0: like?
2: Murdering each other over yeah, the Yeah, they're the going internet? back and forth. It, it's pretty funny. But uh, speaking of other funny tweets, we uncovered the crack team was working yesterday afternoon. Oh, I know this is We happen. uncovered some uh, quote unquote pressures for Rashawn Gary, Von Miller, and uh, Bradley Chubb. I think there's a lot of fake news going around in the uh, mainstream media. Yeah, this is Peter Bukowski, dude,
0: hmm.
2: not the
4: brightest. I, I can't and I be- want
0: I want Rashawn Gary. Don't you? Aren't you a crusader against fake news, Joe? Yes. Then why are you supporting this Peter Bukowski and his fake I, news?
4: So wh- what is? Well, don't he- you hate fake news? Yes. Why are you supporting it? But I mean, who would? I mean, we're not talking about politics here or ESPN and Christian Yelich. We're talking about the truth. I mean, how could anyone make up stats about the greatness that is Rashawn Gary? Well, obviously, this dude did. I mean. Ebo, I, all I have to do is say this, okay. right? He said Nelson ain't football. never
1: played football in his life, so who gives a hell what Nelson likes? So
4: do you think Gilbert Brown, one of the great defensive linemen of all time in Green Bay, wouldn't know that Rashawn Gary's a great player? Okay. Like, I well, think let, that
2: Rashawn Gary's a great player? Well, Gilbert Brown didn't take it a step farther and start making up stats to show how great he is. This dude tweeted out, Pressures through two weeks. Bradley Chubb, three.
0: Von Miller, two. Rashawn Gary, three. Yeah. Yeah. I went to which anyone can do, ProFootballReference.com, and I looked up Bradley Shubb. He has four pressures. This dude said he had three. Then I looked up Von Miller. Von Miller has zero or one pressure. This dude said he had two. Then he said Rashawn Gary had three. At ProFootballReference.com, Rashawn Gary has zero. That's fake news by whoever this guy is. This is Packers hit the hit the deep state or hit the
4: conspiracy. begrudgingly will.
0: Packers Deep State has now infected this Peter Bukowski turd who is making up stats and fake news Sorry to pull about this, the Peter. to pull the wool over people's eyes. And I don't know why you would do this. It's pure fake news at Peter underscore Bukowski. Anyone can go see that he's lying. And I want Rashawn Gary to succeed. Packers Deep State trying to fool everyone.
4: I I did you not I mean I I guess I can't, I don't know enough about what's considered oppression where it's kept. I do know this. Kirk Cousins threw a ball out of bounds on third down late in the game, and 52 was all over him. Yeah, if I'm, that I know. I saw not too. If that's not a pressure, then I don't know what is. That so pressure
2: a was awarded to Preston Smith.
4: Well, that's ridiculous. Well, then, then the take backside. it up with 52, the people that keep stats. Okay, did did Rashawn Gary not force off, Kirk Cousins off, to throw the ball out of bounds? are you questioning? I'm not questioning that. I'm questioning this guy made up statistics.
2: And I'm questioning why Joe's questioning. Whose pressure it was, because Joe was questioning if pressure was a real stat just a that's month ago.
4: That's true. By the way, the, and here's another: the Green Bay Packers, according to PackersNews.com, they don't have it broken down, but they have 44 pressures through two games, the, which is the most in the uh, in the. Yeah, NFL. that's awesome.
0: I'm not. I'm just fighting against fake news and this Peter Bukowski
2: clown. Um, I'm See, gonna uh, and I will even say I'm a Gary hater. I don't like the pick. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Wait if a minute, what say, you are? If I had to say how many pressures I thought Gary had from watching the first two games, I would have given him one. But pro football reference has him at zero. Oh,
4: pro football reference. What a- Even
2: Packers.com
0: has it at zero.
4: Exactly. But clown... So is Packers.com fake dude? Is that wrong, B? I I mean, who runs the show, Evil?
3: this turn brag about myself oh so you think he's know. not above you know <laughs> nefarious this guy behavior
4: is to mark. so you hate mark murphy but you want to put all your faith in packers.com that doesn't make he any doesn't sense run the he runs everything he runs the organization this nelson you think right that here guy no, knows nelson how to nelson run what online?
0: you're hearing right now is called a straw man argument this is called grasping at straws
3: Rashawn, don't. When don't.
0: You, you know you've won the argument when they start grasping at strong. Joe, don't
3: listen don't to this, Rashawn. Like Rashawn it's not listening. about
4: Rashawn. It's this Peter Bukowski clown. Did he? Do you admit he forced Kirk Cousins yes, to throw? Yes, of course ball. he did. How is that not a pressure? It was a Preston Smith. I'm not. This did is it, about
0: Peter Bukowski and his fake news reporting.
1: Did
4: should Rashawn Garrett yeah. been credited with that pressure?
2: No, because it wasn't his. Can I say According how to I think? Who? I think you get the most the out of Rashawn Garret. You will get the most out of Rashawn Gary, Joe, if you move him to offense because he's pretty goddamn good at blocking people.
4: <laughs> I cannot wait. Two sacks on Sunday. I hope so. Oh, I can't wait till Monday, show.